Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 28 of the Class Intercom Engage in Your School Story podcast. This week, host Taylor Siebert talks with Clay Reisler, who is the digital learning specialist at Pulaski High School in Wisconsin. Some of the topics they discuss, and there's plenty of them, is content creation for students, what could be better than a multiple choice test, and how the school district uses social media to promote the school in a positive way. We hope you enjoy the conversation with Clay. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Clay. Met you, you are via, welcome. Yeah, I met you via Twitter, and we haven't officially met in person, which is the beautiful part about technology. We're recording this on Zoom, going to turn it into a podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you, and I've said this on Twitter, you were the bright light that I needed when we started the uh, podcast that we started with the Advantage podcast. And I was honestly close to quitting, and you just sent one little message to me, and now we've developed into a, a Twitter friendship and a colleague. And yeah, this is fantastic. Absolutely. So we usually start the podcast off kind of, especially with educators, where did it all start with you? Where are you from and your journey in education leading to now? And then we'll kind of dive into the details from there. So I attended Luther College in Decorah, Iowa, but I had a big dream of going out west to a small town and taking my first teaching job. And that's how I got into Valentine, Nebraska. Valentine, Nebraska is a small town. It's in the middle of nowhere. And as I was driving back from the interview, which was conducted in a Ford Explorer as we drove around the countryside, I heard the uh, radio station from Ainsworth say, if it weren't for you, we'd be playing music to cows. And um, <laughs> it kind of resonated with me. And so got to Nebraska. Truthfully, it took two years to fall in love with that state as you live there. But unfortunately, I was, I was young and naive, and I probably left maybe a year or two early to come back to Wisconsin, where I'm from. But I kind of wonder how it would have been if I'd have stayed out there a little bit longer. But I didn't have many, uh, uh, much family. I did have one family from my church, and I was actually teaching their son at the time. Uh, just took me in, and that's kind of what the Nebraska spirit is all about. Uh, you know you're in the, the boonies and you're just going to kind of help everybody. But So I left there, uh, maybe too soon, but did come back to family in Wisconsin and um, ended up in Wisconsin. And currently I'm about 22 miles west of the Titletown, USA, which is Green Bay, Wisconsin, in a small rural town called Pulaski, P-U-L-A-S-K-I, known as the Polka capital of the world and uh, affectionately Polkatown, USA. So we are a rural district, but what's unique about us is we are one of the largest per square mile districts. So we have a lot of people that I shouldn't say that we have a lot of land area, but we're still a small town. I originally was a classroom teacher, but in 2008 fell in love with technology and knew how it could connect me with the world and individualize instruction. So that's how I Kind of got into the role I'm at for the last six years. I'm a digital learning specialist and really just try to innovate classrooms with not just technology because technology is not innovation, it just drives it. But I support 70 teachers and administration and just do whatever I can to tell our story, innovate classrooms with different ways to do things. And um, it's kind of where I'm at. I'm in my 24th year and just keep grinding. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about your kind of journey into social media. 
So social media, I, I got to be honest with you. I jumped on Twitter and uh, social media in 2007 and I used my real name and I get, it got weird. Like I had some Russian ladies uh, that were interested <laughs> in me. And, um, I also got a lot of bots. It was just, it was kind of the wild, wild west of Twitter. And I deleted my account. And so that's why I'm recess duty right now, because in 08, after I went to the tech conference in Minneapolis, the Ties conference, I got kind of on board again and started blogging for the first time about things that we were doing in our classroom. And then I got into social media. And I wish I could remember, there was an older teacher that I connected with. I can't remember her handle, but that kind of got me a little bit more comfortable with social media. And then I grew my... PLN. That was a big thing in 08, 09. I remember connecting with Richard Byrne from Free Tech for Teachers and guest blogged for him. And that was kind of an open uh, door for me. But I guess what I decided to do was only talk about things that were actually happening in my classroom. So there were some blogs and, and Twitter feeds that were like, you could do this and you could do that. And I always thought maybe that wasn't as authentic as it could be. And I said, this is what we are doing. So everything I talk about is things that we've actually done and tried and failed and succeeded at. One thing that I've done in uh, Twitter is I've blocked probably a thousand marketers and all that kind of stuff because I don't want it to be that. I want it to be authentic teachers. And I really have gravitated towards the teachers that have 200, 300, 400 followers and it's not that the 15,000 followers aren't great in our educational society, but I really gravitate towards those people who um, are just starting. And, and that's kind of my niche. I really want to promote them. And if they put something out there, I think they deserve that recognition and, hey, great job and that type of stuff. So I use social media basically for promotion of stuff that we are doing to make our teachers rock stars. And then obviously to connect and get ideas. Cause one of the things that I have to do is when a teacher says, Hey, how could we do this? I have to have what I think is going to be the best tool and the most efficient. And that's how I keep up to date with uh, that is through PLN on Twitter. So in regards to kind of that, take me back. Is there something that you look back in your maybe childhood, uh, high school, college, early on in your professional career that you kind of always liked technology. I'm fascinated by folks like you that have become digital learning specialists or in Nebraska, we call them tech integration specialists. And, you know, you're always trying to, to find new ways for teachers to integrate technology into the classroom. Are there any things when you look back in your life that you're like, like you play it, take me through that. Like, yeah. so uh, I remember getting a ColecoVision uh, back way back in the day. And that was technology. But my key was in 2008, when I went to the ties conference, I had an iPod in my hand for the first time. And I got to touch and realize what it could do. And I immediately went home and I wrote a grant for six iPods. So I had to write a grant to get those because there was no cash for them. And it really became a drug, to be honest with you. I got addicted to what, what can be the tool that can help our students individualize. That was my biggest thing. And truthfully, um, I had a student who uh, was really afflicted by cancer twice and also 
had a heart transplant. So he was not at school. So that's when I flipped my classroom for just his opportunity. But I saw how kids would use those types of uh, technology tools to have anywhere, anytime access. And that's really what sent me on the journey. I, I honestly can remember just being addicted and getting up at 3 a.m. because I just wanted to find that next app or going to bed way too late to find that next app. And I wasn't afraid to try anything. When I went to that Ties conference, there was 3,000 other teachers there. And it really opened my eyes that, hey, I'm not alone because I'm not bragging, but in my district, I was the, one of the first ones to kind of get after it and see what it could do. But it, it just was fun. It was fun and it served a purpose. Um, I will say that I've changed a lot. So I used to add a tool because it was cool and now it has to fit the four C's, which I can maybe talk about later. But now it absolutely has to have a purpose. And that was probably two and a half, three years ago where I changed and I don't just do anything because it's cool. Yeah, I love that. I think... You know, you know Josh Allen and, and Craig Badura and some of those those folks that have, you know, they talk about technology a lot and not downloading the app just because everyone else is using it, but is it going to be effective in the classroom and is it serving the students? That's who ultimately you're you're helping teachers, but it's the end goal is to help students. And what a great story about the student that that couldn't be in the classroom and, and flipping that. So that leads to my next question. You've built up a a great YouTube channel, which is probably what you used a lot in your classroom, and now you're using it to show uh, teachers. You want to touch on that a little bit and how that's kind of grown and got a great following there, and just the consistency and just kind of documenting a lot of different things you've done with uh, your career. Absolutely. So, our district did things a little bit differently. In 2010, we did not give every kid a device, we didn't say, Here you go. Number one, we worked at teaching our teachers and we did not honestly have money for devices for every kid. So we focused on what we could control and that was professional development for our teachers. We went the model classroom route. So you had to apply to get five different model classrooms and I was one of those. And I was able to get iPods first and then transition to iPads. And as soon as I became aware that I was going to be one that was chosen and yet it was you had to apply you had to you know do something creative to get people's attention I said I'm going to document every single thing I do and it was exhausting but that's how I developed the YouTube and really I mean if we want to we want to talk about the truth I only did it because I wanted to a prove that three to five thousand dollars was being used in my classroom effectively and b we were trying to promote our district to our voters to get the referendum passed. Mm. But that's how it kind of evolved into the creating of over 1400 videos of what we've done. And it, it, I, I mean, I was the teacher, the evaluator, the, um, all the planner, the recorder, the producer of the video. I mean, it was exhausting for a while and, but I felt like it was worth it. There are some of those that I feel good about that have 35,000 views on it and uh, comments like, thank you very much for sharing this. I was also at the beginning a little hesitant. I didn't allow a lot of comments because I didn't want people to kind of grind my excitement. You know what I'm saying? Because YouTube comments can be somewhat uh, negative at times, 
but for the ones that I did leave open, it's nice to hear that it's helping others. So that, yeah. that's, that's been our journey. Right. And that, you know, we just were talking about the video I posted that was produced and edited by a student and he's uh, self-taught all from YouTube on how to edit. And he's following a couple uh, kind of YouTubers and how they edit and he's making it into his own style. And so YouTube is a, you know, it's a fascinating tool and kudos to you for catching that early and really developing a great resource for not only your district, but beyond, which is really cool. Uh, thank you. I will be honest. It's a lot easier to publish videos to Instagram right now, the yeah. Instagram story. And I kind of excited about where that's going to take us because producing videos, as you know, takes time yeah. and I can quickly just pump out content to Instagram or Twitter without having to put the fluff at the beginning or at the end or do an underlying track. So I've reduced a number of items that I've put out there, but when it's really good, then I'm going to lay down the track and, and do what needs to be done. I also have been really excited about uh, just audio production now and podcast and SoundCloud, uh, not SoundCloud, but GarageBand and, and getting our kids to go the audio route because I kind of think that there's a little less friction there. People don't have to be on camera, but we're still getting our story told. So my YouTube was awesome and it still is awesome, but there's a lot of other really amazing tools that can also tell stories. So I'm kind of diving a little bit more into that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome, right? You, you're noticing different trends, right? Like YouTube is serves a its purpose and you have that kind of pillar but you also recognize there's other ways that people are consuming information now too, which is smart. And that's my big thing is showing kids that. So let's talk about podcasting. You've mm -hmm. kind of dove in with some other educators. Take us through that, that story. How did that come about and the group you've kind of assembled and um, this, yeah, the story behind advantage. Sure. So advantage podcast really came about because of two years ago, our teacher, our environmental science teacher, AP teacher, wanted her kids to do something different. So they are obviously in environmental science all about talking about the problems that are in the environment to save the environment. So I said, why don't we try a podcast? I had dabbled with it and featured to learn it. I always try to learn it for a purpose. So I learned it. And if you search, um, Raider Strong podcast, I interviewed 20 of our teachers and worked through that to get it to SoundCloud at the time to get it to iTunes. Well, kids, we only got to Google Drive. So there's that step. Um, but I really didn't spend enough time. So that's when Advantage Podcast came about. And that just developed because I wanted to find a niche. And we also are struggling in our school to have our younger teachers understand maybe everything that's expected of you, older teachers to mentor the younger teachers. And so I said, why don't we come up with a podcast that has different perspectives? So we have the Advantage podcast where we have a second year teacher, a 24 year teacher, and then a 35, 36 year teacher. And we are, so a lot of podcasts bring in guests. What we're doing is trying to talk about topics that every teacher deals with on a daily basis, like homework that's late, like we just released one called Parent Conflict. These are real things that people are just grinding on every single day, 
And I believe that Taylor, Dave, and I give that perspective from different advantage points. Now, the thing for me has been learning that process of how are we going to record it? Because we're all not sitting in the same room. How are we going to publish it? How are we going to get it to iTunes? And then the biggest thing that I've tried to take is how are you going to politely market it? So you can't be too overbearing, but yet you want to make sure that you get your word out there. And so it's been a fascinating journey. And uh, Dave, who is our 35-year teacher, I give him a lot of credit, but he's like, I would have never done this. And now the great thing is, is I'm getting his story recorded. I'm getting his 35, 36 years of experience. And he is honestly the best guy I could have chosen. He tries everything. He's also teaching trades math, which is lower level math and calculus too. So he has the gamut of students, what works, what doesn't. And truth be told, we've seen a lot of the things that people are trying to solve and we don't have all the answers, but it's been a really nice feature. So I'm gaining two things. I'm gaining that recorded conversation and hopefully helping other people. But then I'm gaining that knowledge of how to create and develop podcasts, which then in the future is getting students to do it, which is going to be our next step to take them past Google Drive and to get them to actually publish it to Podbean or SoundCloud or somewhere and then into iTunes. I love it. I mean, that leads to the next question is we uh, both follow Gary Vee and I don't, I want to hear how you stumbled upon him and, and just the content that he's putting out and how relevant it is to the educational space in creating content. And you're, you were doing it before you maybe even found Gary V and how you're kind of sharing those little nuggets to your students and your teachers and kind of you're doing right. And in September, I decided I was going to make it a goal of mine to learn from people outside of the educational world. And one of the main reasons why is I was in three freshman content areas, civics, FIED, and uh, English. So all of them were creating stuff. What it really boils down to is getting them to understand we are not asking you to do another assignment. We are giving you a box of skills. And so that skill is to be a good communicator. That skill is to be a critical thinker. That skill is to be a collaborator. So we gave them all these tools, but then we told them, go ahead and give yourself skills that you're going to make. Well, one of the people that were in the business world that I learned from was, was Gary Vee. And his passionate energy about telling your story has really resonated with me to move now to the social media team that we're developing. I like what Gary says. I don't like how he always says it because we would like to um, play. It'd be great to show it in class, right? Yes, but for those of you that don't know Gary Vee, he uh, uses a number of explicit uh, words that we can't use in class. But his message is real, and it's these things are free, and you better start using them. Uh, We're using a lot of his tactics in our marketing class. Our students have developed their social media, their Instagram, excuse me, their Twitter, their Instagram, their Facebook, their own professional site. And they're going to do fundraising for our next phase of softball and baseball diamonds. And our goal is to to raise $9,000. And we're using a lot of their tools to tell their story. They have to cold call a business. But Gary has just inspired me 
to bring this into education. And, and as I find more of this, I see uh, Dan Wetrick, who has actually met Gary Vee and utilized some of his tools and his strategies. And the one thing that Gary talks about is just tell it. It only takes one. And that's what I'm trying to tell these marketing students now. You just need one person to say, hey, I'd like to listen to you. Uh, for example, my son uh, just got uh, an opportunity to be in an all-star football game, an eight-man all-star football game. Well, he has to do some fundraising. As we left the meeting, within 30 minutes, he had the app set up, his Facebook set up, and it's pumping out content. And he already had a $100 donation by the time we ended our two and a half hour a car ride, where the other guy in the car didn't do anything. And that's what Gary Vee talks about. Hustling has always been associated with a negative term, but it's really just getting your product out. And our kids have all these tools that are free, and we just want them to hustle, so to speak. So I've just rambled on a little bit, but it, it's so simple, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I tell students this all the time. There's a podcast, but we, I am going to post this as a video too. Like every kid has one of these. I'm holding yes. a phone. And this is a little storytelling, content-producing machine, and you can use it instead of consuming. You can use it to create, and that's that's a great example of that. Go ahead. And that right there, our kids are so ingrained at taking their thumb and mm -hmm. scrolling over other people's content. Right. Yep. You. We have to change the story to stop consuming and start creating, and it's not hard. It's not hard. We just need to teach them. And then let them go. Like that kid that um, I can't remember his handle, but yeah. he just made that video. Ben Mohorn. Yeah. yeah. Say it again because I was talking over it. Yeah. Ben Mohorn. Absolutely. His, his video that he produced for you was on fire. It was awesome. It had natural sound. It had uh, recorded sound. It had cool sound. It had the drone. It had everything that you could want. And somebody's going to grab onto that and now they're going to be employed. He's going to be employed by them. And ultimate, maybe he has his own business and it all took just a step. Yeah. Hunter apps. That's, that's the goal. Hopefully I can hire him too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, and he's a senior in high school. That's just a great example. We need, I know there are more kids out there like that and I'm an example of that. And that was kind of the theme is the, the job that I have and the job you have now didn't exist when you were in high school for sure. I mean, technology has just kind of really fast forwarded that. And I'm excited to see the kids that are in school now, what are the jobs that don't exist today that they're going to have? And they're going to look back and go, wow, I'm really glad uh, Mr. Reisler taught me those things to be able to communicate, look someone in the eyes and also push out the content and share my story. And that brings back uh, just everything I read about the business world and entrepreneur entrepreneur world and the leadership world is collaboration, critical thinking, creation, and communication. Those are our four C's and that's everything that drives us. That right there, in my opinion, is going to be better than any multiple choice test. Yeah. Now, are those tests important? That can be a debate for another podcast. <laughs> they are part of the system, but when businesses talk and you can watch any businessman, they're all about, we need people that can think on their feet. We need people that can, can create stuff. Oh yeah. It's, it's not going to stop. It's not going to slow down. And I think that's how we connect it is we want to inspire students and make an impact on students to be able to create that. This podcast is not 
a direct uh, promotional piece for Class Intercom. It's just sharing stories, but I do want to have you have an opportunity for you to share kind of how you've you've literally just like just implemented last week. So I know you can't touch on a, a little bit, just but your thoughts so far and how you know maybe the story too behind you were wanting students to to have a role in the school's social media and the struggles and things like that. And now hopefully Class Intercom is is going to help you solve that problem. So last fall, fall of 2016-17 school year, I had an idea of what was called a Twitter takeover, and it kind of stemmed from Craig Badura. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I did the entire interview the student, have them apply. I did character references. I then brought it in front of the the admin, the admin team at our high school and everything was great. But then they handed me their phone and I gave them the username and password without them knowing it, but they had full access and I had no control over anything. And so it ran for about 13 weeks. The very first lady that went on there was a rock star. We had more impressions on our Twitter feed than any time an adult took it over. And so that kind of triggered me with, all right, we need to continue to do this. But what happened is we ran out of people that wanted to do it. And I was still scared. I'm not going to lie about them having full access to, because even if they send it out and you have that threat of, Hey, you could get suspended or whatever, it, the damage would still be done. So uh, through Craig or Josh or somebody, I came across class intercom and it is the, the exact piece I'm looking for. And again, I'm not getting any, uh, I'm not hired by class intercom, but it is exactly serving our purpose. So what we did just last week, and you can do this within 30 seconds, it, it, it was a conversation with so far three groups. Number one, our advanced photography kids. Uh, number two, our marketing kids. And then our Raider Strong kids. So those are our video broadcasting team sweet those those three people are on board and now this week i'm meeting with our yearbook staff and our pulaski news staff so many people awesome. don't know but pulaskinews.com we are the we have a long running i don't know how long it is but our community newspaper is only written by students that's it and it's been oh, going cool. on for decades so that instructor that advisor is trying to move this that particular item into the 21st century. So you go and interview a, a topic or a really awesome person, well, then the paper doesn't come out for a week and a half. So we're looking at Class Intercom and the social media team as really trying to make that more of an impact right now. And so we're, my goal is to have five groups that are all signed up, but my thought is that six to eight of them are going to gravitate towards that. and then become part of the social media team with recognition. So everybody's on the social media team, but really we're going to probably end up having six or eight that we've already tried to market it uh, as, as such. I can't tell you how easy it is. So uh, just over the, this happened last night. Uh, a student said, I'm walking out of my business that I'm working and there's two rocks and it says Pulaski awesome. And the rocks are painted and one it said Pulaski shine and it was, and can you push this to our, so they sent it to class intercom. I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. I would have never seen that. No one would ever know that. She pushed it to me. I clicked it and boom, it's on our high school feed. <laughs> and 
and now people are seeing something that's just a positive. So I love the control, even though we want kids to tell our story. And the way I've pushed it, the way I've marketed it is this isn't our high school, meaning it's not our adults high school. It's your high school. You yeah. get four years to tell the story. So get after it. We've had so many cool pictures on Friday of stuff that happened in art class, stuff that happened in photography class that no one would have ever known about it. And it's just kids pumping content. And ultimately, it's the kids telling their story. And that's what I'm all about. Absolutely. That's great stories. You, I, I hadn't heard that yet. And so that's fantastic to see some early adoption there. And so we'll close things out. Any advice you have to, you know, there's still some educators there and some, and admin, just kind of the, there's still fear, right, of, of around social media and telling students, don't do this, this is blocked. Uh, any advice to those folks and just kind of feedback you can provide them to, to close out the conversation? Well, here's what happened uh, three and a half or four years ago. I can't remember what, uh, but we had a massive fight. In a, not a massive, I should back that up. We had, it was massive in um, like, there were, pun there were blows thrown between two people is what I'm getting at. <laughs> and what happened was the news came in and told the story how mm. they saw it. And that has opened our eyes to making Google tell people what we want it to tell. And that's how social media has become our friend. So we adopted Raider Strong as our hashtag and people pump content out like crazy. And if there, if there is any negative thing, you can also go see days and days and days of positive things. And we never had that before that. And then we have to give a nice shout out to Joe Sanfilippo from um, the cricket land over in Fall Creek. <laughs> he likes to Fall promote Creek. that after, yes. after I met him this last week. Yep, over in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Well, he used to be a Pulaski uh, teacher. He came in. He's the one who kind of kicked it off. Uh, we had tried, but he was the nice catalyst for everybody jumping on board. And so we've just made Google, social media, Instagram, Facebook. We've made, we've being the people in our community, tell what we wanted to tell. And so social media, as Gary Vee says, is not going away. And he, he feels that Instagram is still the next big land grab. So it's not going away. We just need to utilize it so that we can positively promote our school. And, you know, some people don't like that positive branding. Hey, it's just your reputation. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. So make sure that your reputation says what you want it to say. Awesome. I think we probably could go another hour, but for our listeners sake, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have you on again in the fall and follow up because I'm sure there'll be something new we're, we're trying and testing. And that's what I love about you is, uh, you're not afraid to, to try new things and then share that, right? That's, I think that's where we both kind of align is trying something new. And then we want to share that and, and share what, we've, what we're learning. And hopefully that has an impact on someone else. So very absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Ultimately, I'm, I want to help other people, but I want to help our Pulaski, Wisconsin school districts and, and, and the students in here to be better people ready for career and college and wherever you're going in the world. Um, we owe it to them. So that's why Absolutely. we do what we do. Yep. So last thing, where can people find you on social media? I know you kind of briefly mentioned it, but just to kind of call yep. that out and then the podcast too. 
You bet. So on Twitter, I'm recess duty. People seem to gravitate towards that. So I haven't changed my name. And uh, on Instagram, I'm at Clay Reisler. On my blog, you can find iPediction.blogspot.com. Really, if you just go to ClayRicer.com, you can find my site and everything's on there. I would love to connect. And especially, I'd love it if you are a new teacher, a middle career teacher, if you're retired, I'd love for you to connect with AdvantagePodcast.podbean.com or any one of the social medias at Advantage, that's E-D, Advantage Pod. And we want you to connect. We want to hear your stories. We just had a fantastic story from Tammy, who's a teacher in Mexico. And you always talk about it. It only takes one connection. That was a fantastic connection with her. And now we're looking at telling her story. So please connect with us. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Clay. Thanks for joining us on the show. Hopefully you guys got some value out of this. I know I learned something and appreciate it. And hopefully everyone can go out and engage in their school story and, and get students involved as well. Thanks for what you do, Clay. Thank you, Taylor. You're doing a great job. Thanks. Thanks.